Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the master of ceremonies, Matt. And as last I checked, the stakes are I'm master of ceremonies, Matt, Team Edward, and you are Duke of Spook, Danny, Team Jacob. Team Jacob. That so, is correct. Yeah, for those keeping up at home, uh, I really, honestly, Danny, I did look on the internet to see if I could find us t-shirts. Uh, but I think those. Did you really? I, well, I was looking to see how cheap I could get them. Like I'm talking vintage. Oh, dude, they're not gonna. They're gonna be expensive. Well, that's the thing is that I couldn't find any cheap ones. So <laughs> <laughs> forget about it. I was like, yeah, by Breaking Dawn, we'll both. And they're like, nope, there's no way I can afford that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to part three of our Twilight Saga series. Yes. Yeah. Welcome back to Twilight Month here at Square Horror. Yeah, um, things are getting heated. Down. It's getting intense. Um, Victoria is back and with a vengeance in this movie, and a new actress playing her as well. Yeah, I almost um, I almost named this notes uh, the Twilight Saga. Holy shit, is that Br- Bryce Dallas Howard? I have like four different notes throughout the movie that was like, wait, that's a different actress. Wait, that's Bryce Dallas Howard. Wait, yeah. this is post Gwen <laughs> Stacy Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, and pre Mandalorian. Uh, director yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard well I was gonna go pre-Jurassic World but that's probably a better credit to her name is Mandalorian well I mean not even in the sense of like acting I just like she, she was she's one of the actors that transfers over to directing because her father mm, yes. is Ron Howard Ron so Howard yeah she's got a pretty good resource uh and it, you know well and I found out that she was initially offered the role of Victoria in the first one, and she was like, nah, I don't want a bit part like that. And then by this movie, they needed to recast it and reached out to her, and she was like, all right, I'll do it. Twist my arm. It's real funny because at the exact same time, uh, the actress that they did go with with the first two movies said pretty much the opposite thing for this movie, where she was like, I'm done, I'm sick of it. I'm like, wait, but this is the movie that you get to do something. Well, no, this... She couldn't do this movie because of um, filming schedule. Oh, issues. I see. Um, yeah, so she actually, I think, wanted to finish out the Victoria trilogy, but she just wasn't able to with how filming worked out. That's a bummer. Because she was like off. This is the one <laughs> that she gets to do shit. She like gets to do something. Yeah, I have another note in here somewhere that's like, oh, this is a different Victoria than we've seen. In that we've seen, we're now we're seeing, seeing Victoria, Victoria doing something, <laughs> and that we're <laughs> seeing what she's like. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's one half of Eclipse is uh, all the fun, silly machin. I'm gonna say silly, silly machinations that Victoria <laughs> is up to up in Seattle. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, we do also have to just mention that. Uh, there's a whole other plot happening, and it concerns Miss Bella Swan. Yeah. Um, so, I guess before we get into that, though, I do want to say, yeah, as we've gone on, these movies are coming out sequentially. So, this is now mm-hmm. 2010. Uh, we've got the same screenwriter, Melissa Rosenberg, and we've got a new director, David Slade. David Slade, who notably directed 30 days of night yeah in this one we're also in for some fun creepy vampire stuff it's really funny because eclipse just like the last movie is even by the first scene is tonally super different very different and it almost looks like underworld or and i even wrote this Mm -hmm. in a note before i knew who directed it or 30 days of night so 
Yep. That makes sense why now the vampires seem a lot scarier. Uh, there's yeah. there's stuff to do. David Slade, um, I mean, he's he's no one-trick pony. He also did Hard Candy with uh, Elliot Page. He also did a bunch mm-hmm. of music videos for Stone Temple Pilots and Muse. He's also directed okay. TV, uh, episodes of, t- of some pretty high-caliber TV shows like Hannibal, uh, Black Mirror, and Breaking Bad. So oh, shit. the guy knows the guy knows his way around. He also directed um, the Black Mirror movie Bandersnatch. So he knows oh, okay, how to yeah, mix yeah. tone really, really well. And yeah, because Thirty Days of Night, he gets to play around with some vampires. Uh, and uh, I think that because there was going to be a lot more vampire action in this movie, mm-hmm. they might have wanted to opt for a director who kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah, well, and the director of New Moon wasn't able to work on this one because they were still finishing New Moon when this one was starting production. Yeah. That's how quickly these movies were turning around because I found out this was also the only Twilight movie that did not release in November. This got a summer release because it didn't want to compete with the last Harry Potter movie, which (laughs) was smart because Harry Potter, no offense to all the Twihards out there, Harry Potter would have blown this movie out of the fucking water well, just because it had had eight, <laughs> mo- eight, eight years leading up to it. Right, and it kind of the reason that it, man, Harry Potter walked so that Twilight could run, uh, mm-hmm. and then so the Hunger Games could run and ooh tripped at the finish line, um, and then and Divergent tried to start running. Divergent and got disqualified. Twisted their ankle halfway yeah. through. <laughs> they got disqualified <laughs> and. Uh, now everyone's like, why don't we run the race at the Netflix stadium instead, and then we'll be able to actually get all of our stuff out. <laughs> well, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we started the last one off talking about just how great the title card was, but can we talk about how the title card for this one's Heroes? <laughs> it really is. And it comes right out of like a like kind of more horror sequence than most of this franchise is known for. Oh yeah. Cuz like you don't see the attacker while this guy is just getting thrown about a city street and that's terrifying. Yeah, this dude's just, you know, walking out of a bar, he's going home and uh he starts getting stalked by something that he can't see until it bum rushes him and bites mm-hmm. him and disappears before he can even react. So again, well, yeah, and it just that's the type to, of vampire become we're a vampire, right? Yeah, Jesus, like that's the type of vampires we're dealing with. Is they could turn you without you even knowing what happened to you. Hmm. Yeah, you'll just see some blood on your hand, and you'll just be like, "Ow!" And then you'll be like, "Jesus Christ!" Right. In immense pain. So we learn later on that that uh, was about a year prior to the events of this movie, um, mm-hmm. and in. In the intervening months, uh, there's been a string of mysterious disappearances and killings uh, going in, going on through Seattle, which is not super and far the news away. Is convinced it's a serial killer. Yeah, or like several serial killers or something. Yeah, uh, but the Cullens are like, it's clearly vampires. Um, you know, it, it's Charlie it's, Swan is just like, this is this is bad. We need to like figure this out. Yeah, uh, poor Charlie Swan does not get to figure it out. No. I, I really he's just still want not him in to the know. Loop. Yeah, he just doesn't know. But you know what? Charlie Swan strikes me as the type of man who, uh, if you were just straight up with him and honest, he probably would understand. Yeah. Or at least he would do his best to understand. Yeah. Like he might be confused at first, but he'll put in the right energy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, at the very least, it might explain a lot of uh, Bella's behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, speaking yeah, like... of... Oh, no, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, we start the movie after the title card with, like, Edward and Bella having this, like, little chat about, like, how Bella's not, like, convinced that the institution of marriage is, like, worth it. Because, um, you know, she comes from a household of divorce so like it's understandable that like she doesn't necessarily believe that it's like the right thing to do and she's like she brings up like true facts about like divorce rates and edward just kind of jokes it off and is like well i think you'll notice that like vampire divorce rates are a little bit lower than that i mean he's right (laughs) a kind of weird thing to say but it's kind of a sweet like gesture that he's trying to put out there well, it's true, uh, especially because she comes from a household of divorce. She has this very mm-hmm. scary idea of marriage. Um, and not only does Edward come from a different time where marriage is a lot more of like a, a safer sort of institution, you know, it's more permanent, uh, like becoming a vampire. Um, yeah. W- but he kind of offers like, listen, uh, I know you're scared, but like, we are absolutely nothing like your parents. Uh, I, for one, am a uh, hundred years old, and um, <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> Just to go ahead and throw your precious, precious statistics out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're yeah, we kind of like... fit in right at the you know like where we were at the end of New Moon, where now there's this like, all right, um, Bella has knows that the option is on the table that uh, Edward can turn her. Yeah, you know, she just has to get married, mm-hmm. but she's still like, uh, I don't know, marriage. I'm like, girl, who are you kidding? What, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> but like, at least Bella notices that getting married, at least like right out of high school, doesn't seem weird to Edward because of course he's from a, another time. But now, mm-hmm. it, it, obviously, it's okay that people can get married out of high school. It's fine. But yeah, most of society is it like requires for a real? little more explanation these days, right? Because it's it's not even really like wow, you're stupid. It's like, dude, you have like, what are you gonna do? There's no money. Like, <laughs> the economy yeah. is fucked. Everything is fucked. Um, well, and we find out that uh, Charlie Swan has issued a like time where Bella has to be home by four p.m. Because I think she's grounded at this point at the after the events of the last movie. Yeah, remember when she, she went to left Europe? The country. Yeah, <laughs> didn't tell him. Um, and honestly, I think he's just trying to be a good dad because he's just trying. He essentially is like, listen, you can be ungrounded if you just don't spend all of your time with Edward because you are too invested in this relationship and you are eighteen. Please don't put all of your eggs in one basket and go talk to friends. Oh my god. And I'm like, just like, that is kind of a good... Like, he's, he has a point. He is such a good man that he is softballing something that should be a lot more hardball. Where he, like, mm-hmm. suggests that maybe she should keep her distance from Edward a little bit. Would really mm-hmm. it should be like, dude, um, you need to start explaining what this is right now. Because, uh... Mm-hmm. This is a lot of red flags. So if she, again, if she was just like, hey, he's a vampire, he might be like, you know what? That explains it. Like, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for Edward and Bella, the really, at least acting-wise, the chemistry is even better. I mean, it was a vast improvement mm-hmm. uh, from the first movie from New Moon, uh, and now it's even better. And I also feel like maybe it's down to directing or cinematography, but, like, Edward... 
just looks a lot less cartoonish in this one. And honestly, mm-hmm. both Definitely. of them look a lot more like realistic. Uh, I, I feel like mm-hmm. maybe they're just at the age where it they've just more grown into who they are, or they're lighting them better. I don't know. But everything looks a little bit more real this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you mentioned that Charlie wants Bella to have some space, because he's not really buying the uh, Edward is my life mentality. Also, yeah. he's Team Jacob, because he's like, you could hang out with someone else, like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely is. Well, he's also kind of look. Well, he's also looking at it from the other perspective of, hey, well, when Edward left you, uh, Jake helped you out, and now Jake is going through a rough time. So maybe you should help him out. Yeah, so this isn't like a one-sided thing. And he's got and a I'm great like, point. Yes, yes but Papa Swan. <laughs> however, we do remember how awkward it was at the end of the last movie. Uh, yeah. And he did write her a note that kind of shows that he can't explain his feelings, but he just needs distance. Which, uh, mm-hmm. at this point in the movie, I was like, you know what, maybe he, maybe there's still hope for him. Maybe he can come around. There is. And maybe there he is can still st- hope for him at this point. Maybe he can start pulling out some of his red flags and admitting <laughs> that he's got a couple of personal things going on that he's projecting. <laughs> Let's but it's we'll fine, get but it's get to it. but it's okay because the feeling is mutual because the vampires do not like the fact that Bella uh went to go see the wolves. Like they all comment on the way that their scent lingers on her. Uh so maybe yeah. they're being a little too controlling, but again, well, yeah, they're I, a... <laughs> I kind of put in my notes, I was like, oh, so the wolves and the vampires really are just the Opposite sides of the same coin. Exactly. They're exactly the same. They are Siamese (laughs) twins. Um, Well, and poor Alice. Like, they're just hanging out at school one day when Bella's decided to, like, see her friends. Which also, side note that I realized in this movie, and it took me this long to find out, um, one of Bella's friends is Susie Crabgrass from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. You're kidding and that me. that messed with my head. I thought she looked uh, familiar, but she's just wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's the only difference. <laughs> God damn it. Clark Kent was onto something. I was literally about to figure say. <laughs> I also think it's super adorable that the Cullens sit with Bella's friends at lunch now. Like, that's really funny. Yeah. There's a bond. Well, like, Alice is like, hey, I'm going to host a graduation party, because how many times do you get to graduate high school? And Bella immediately shuts it down, and I'm just like, let Alice have a good time, goddammit. Listen. Just don't bring any presents. Yeah, just, um, first of all, it's a terrible idea, because remember when Bella went over there for her birthday? It didn't end well. Yeah, but... But I, I am with you. Just that, let Alice have a good time, no, damn I, it. I'm totally for it. I also think that Jasper's kind of come around a little bit because he's got that little fun goofball line of like, how many times are we going to graduate high school? Yeah. And I'm like, you <laughs> silly goose. <laughs> I also can't believe I forgot to mention it in the first movie, but um, they have that little, or big rather, um, like board in the house. Like the Cullens have this like big display case of... Like it, it looks like an art piece, but it's made out of all of the Cullen kids' like various graduation caps that they've gotten over the years. And oh my god! I don't know. Something about that just felt very cool. That like mm-hmm. they're they're trying like you know 
Carlisle's whole approach to his little vampire coven is like, we aren't monsters, we can coexist, and your existence isn't something to be, like, ashamed of. Uh, and I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, having a more positive artistic spin on the fact that they're gonna have to keep graduating high school for eternity. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it serves to be a little bit more of a fun, like, it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then um, the next thing I have in my notes, so I'm assuming it's not too far away, is when um, Edward goes up to drop off Bella at home and is like, hey, um, trying to subtly be like, hey, you should go see your mom. You remember when my parents got you that uh, round-trip plane ticket to see your mom? It expires soon, so, like, you should go. Uh, And (laughs) Charlie's just like, wait, what happened? That's a nice gift, Jesus. Yeah, the Cullens are strangely generous. (laughs) Well, and Charlie's also like, oh, it would be great for you to, like, go see your mom, be away from Edward for a little bit, and then Bella's (laughs) immediately like, hey, Edward, you want to come with? Uh, no, because your mom lives in Florida. damn it. (laughs) Well, and he does go with. I know, it's so weird. I I really wish I I could have seen... more about that. Right? I really wanted to see, like, what the excuse was of, like, Edward's just gonna go ahead and not come outside at all ever well yeah and like they're literally the next time we see bella is with her mom sunbathing by the pool and they're just like oh edward's just chilling inside yeah (laughs) um and mama swan immediately doesn't trust how intense edward is and god damn it she's right well yeah everybody's instincts are like dude um are you sure about this again none of them know Mm -hmm. he's a vampire so none of them could possibly know about the nicotine like addictive quality that he naturally exudes but if they Mm -hmm. did it might make a lot more sense uh, but I feel like there's also a really sad element to this visit with her mom, because in that scene towards the beginning, when Edward is talking to Bella about like, you know, once, you know, once you do this, this is permanent, there's no going back and you have to completely change mm-hmm. the way that you live your life. Um, which is the common theme. This entire movie is basically like being a vampire sucks. Like every single yeah. part about this movie is to tell you how much it, it's a drag, uh, and I think one of them is, it's a kind of cool thing. It's an aspect of vampire stories that I kind of love when they end up doing it is humans mm-hmm. who are going to become vampires. Uh, they have to do this almost ritualistic means of like saying goodbye to their loved ones in a way that isn't very mm-hmm. suspicious. Uh, like, e- cause either they're going to have to like fake their death or they're going to have to just drop off the face of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that you brought up a good point where, like, both Bella's parents would so quickly point the finger at Edward if Bella were to, like, go missing or die Mm -hmm. in a weird accident. Oh, yeah. Like, they do, you're right, they don't trust him, like, at all. Yeah. Well, and I do appreciate that even though, like, Bella and her mom don't see each other all that often, Bella's mom immediately jumps into, like, the tried, um, well, you know... I wouldn't be opposed to having some grandkids at some point, despite Bella being approximately 18 years old at this point. It is um, a little out of place and rude, but it does make, it does like twist the dagger. It, Cause like vampires can't mm-hmm. have kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I I don't think so. There are some, I uh, do have a couple of questions about how vampires have sex later. And I promise that they are very scholarly and for the podcast. <laughs> 
Okay, I have some that aren't as scholarly. Oh, so okay, I'll let you cover good. Them first oh, good. Later, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to be judged, so I'm glad that we're at this point. But we'll, yeah, we'll get to it <laughs> later. Um, but back on the the Victoria and Co. Uh, storyline, um, mm-hmm. the way that they shoot night and like pun intended Twilight scenes in this movie are straight out of Underworld. Like, the Cullens mm-hmm. tracking Victoria to the tribal lands, like, when they're all chasing her. First of all, how dope is that? Um, okay. Like, goddamn. <laughs> here's here's a thought, though. Um, I really like, like, how the scene is lit, but I don't like how that chase scene is edited. Because it feels like it's edited too frantically, kind of more like a bad Marvel fight scene where there's just a lot of cuts. Yeah. Showing you a whole lot of nothing. Because I really wish they had just, like set some of the like actual chasing parts a little bit longer because like i know they're fast but like i want to see things progress rather than just be like whiplashed Mm -hmm. into things yeah Uh, and i think that does actually get better later in the movie it's just this first one felt a little jolty it definitely felt like to be fair it's also that victoria is just jolting more to try to run away from both vampires and wolves yeah yeah She, she is um Man, what a running back she would make. Like, she is so good at <laughs> not getting attacked. <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I really appreciated the chase scene in New Moon because it was slowed down. Like, they they, mm-hmm. they made effective use of, like, dramatic slow motion, especially because they were moving very quickly. So yeah. instead of, cho- like, having a more of a choppy edit, they just slowed it down uh, and then sped mm-hmm. it up kind of at will. Um but I don't know, I also do kind of like that she plays, she's already noticed that the werewolves and the Cullens don't get along, so she's mm-hmm. trying to, like, play them off of each other as much as she can while she's going to and from Seattle uh, to meet with uh, Riley, who's the guy that she turned at the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, But that sort of tension between the Cullens and the werewolves we know about because it's literally the only reason that uh, Edward and Jake are not currently killing each other because the yep. tension right now, especially with this movie, it seems like it moves from love triangle to a little bit more just generic wolf vampire tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Bella just happens to be caught in the middle. Like Bella's like triggers it. But it's more yeah. just, like, putting a match to, like, kerosene. Like, it's already there. Yeah. She's just the one stoking it on accident. Or on purpose. Mm-hmm. It depends on the scene. Because sometimes Honestly. it's both. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Well, and we find out that Edward used the trip for Bella to see her mom for two purposes. Um, one, to get her away while the other Cullens were trying to take care of Victoria, but also to try to change Bella's mind about becoming a vampire again. Yeah. That's all <laughs> Edward seems to do. He really does anymore. want her to stay human, which gives really mixed signals because mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if that's supposed to insinuate that he doesn't actually want to get married to her or he really thinks that he can just get married to a human and stay that way. Even after the Volturi have been like, dude, we're going to come back and check in a year, and she better be a McFucking vampire or you are all dead. Yeah. <sighs> also, I don't, I don't want to stroke your ego too much, and I also don't want to jump ship to Team Jacob right out of the gate, 
but he is coming Ooh. off much less toxic in this movie. As I said earlier, um, because his like pattern of trying to avoid Bella uh, is for his own good. Uh, I think he well, yeah, kind of knows he's that. Trying to not be terrible all the time. He is. He, he's trying to give. He's trying he to give is. himself space to figure things out. Well, like that first scene where out, he doesn't want to put her in it. You're right. You're right. And it, that's a responsible, good thing to do. Uh, it, it's even kind of played off as kind of cute when it's like he wants to connect with her because he does love her, but he doesn't because mm-hmm. he knows it would be a bad idea, and it, it's more like appropriate to set that kind of boundary. Um, and then, of course, he does a 180 later. Classic Jake. Uh, inconsistent to a hey. fault. Hey. <laughs> we'll get... We'll talk I about cannot, it when we get there. I cannot first. believe, considering what happens in this movie, that you are still defending him. Listen. There's a lot to talk about. There is. Especially... On both sides. The, espe- <laughs> there is. But um, we do learn that he sets those appropriate boundaries because when Bella does mm-hmm. go to hang out with the wolves, um, the, the guys are like, oh man, it's Bella. It's so crazy because Jake's just been like, should I call Bella? Maybe I should wait for her to call me. God, I wonder what she's doing right now. And they're giving him so much shit because you know they're all mm-hmm. sick of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and hold on. I need to go back a second. To when Jacob first appears in this movie, which is such a dramatic entrance. Oh, God. With his new hairstyling, dramatic music in the background, and immediately him subverting Edward. Because Edward tried to keep Victoria a secret. And Jacob, and I don't know why he tries to do this, because he knows that as soon as Jacob shows up, he's going to tell Bella everything. And so it's just going to look bad on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> But that's Jake, man. He'll go scorched earth if it means that nobody also, gets Also, Edward Bella. just doesn't trust anybody. No, he Edward doesn't. Edward doesn't trust Bella. He doesn't trust Jacob. He doesn't trust himself. No, he ba- I was going to say, he barely trusts, co- trusts himself as it is. Like, he, he is so insecure with himself that he can't trust other people. Like, that's, his. I think, the core of his toxicity is that he just is mm-hmm. so insecure introspectively. Jake's is that he's insecure, but it's like everybody else's problem because he's trying to avoid it which i think is a little mm-hmm. bit more detrimental but it's fine because edwards is the one that like causes inconsistency to this degree mm-hmm. yeah. uh but the wolves have a new member of the pack harry's daughter leah has showed up and she is the mm-hmm. first i believe only uh female wolf in the pack and she's probably yeah. the only wolf that hates Bella. <laughs> yeah. Well, because she is sick of Bella hurting everybody around her. Which, again, is a fair thing to na- make note of. It's like, Bella fair. Bella causes problems for everybody. She does. But uh, Bella didn't kill her father. Victoria did. That is true. And, yeah, I'm sure that if Bella could choose to ditch Victoria, she would. So... Maybe don't be mad at Bella for this, Leah. Uh, but well, there's other. Mad at Bella for hurting Jacob, not for hurting her dad. Oh, I don't think she gives a fuck about hurting Jake. Because she's all okay. So it's fun. Okay, so <laughs> this wolf scene, uh, we learn a lot about them, and we learn some pretty important stuff, um, specifically about what imprinting is, uh, which uh, will become a very I'm important. Not happy because I know where that ends up. Listen. 
you know, okay? And you still said you were supporting it. But anyway... <laughs> Listen, we learn. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I love that we're at this point where we're just getting so petty with each other. But <laughs> we learn. Um, so imprinting is gross. Uh, it's kind of like a wolf version of how Bella is attracted to Edward. So we get another example of how supernatural forces alter people's moods and impressions towards others. So yes. I think that that's an interesting plot device, especially in this love triangle, because it's almost like a chicken and the egg where it's like, yes, there are actual feelings in play, but how much of them are mm-hmm. extrapolated because of whatever supernatural tomfuckery is happening. But mm-hmm. we learn because Jake explains that like Sam, who's the leader of their pack, um, because J- we learned, obviously, Jake didn't want to be the leader, because I guess he was supposed to be leader at some point. Yeah, apparently uh, he was given the choice, and I'm like, why, why, like, I know you didn't want to be here, but why would you not take up that mantle if you get the chance? Bro, he, like, didn't want to be a werewolf until it was, like, happening to really? him. Like, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was, like, really trying to resist. Remember, good Jake didn't want to be a wolf. Good Jake wanted to just That's be friends. True. And then he became a wolf. Um, but Sam used to date uh leah before he um mm-hmm. before he met his fiance who is still with them uh but it's kind of weird because all of the wolves have a psychic link with one another so mm-hmm. they can all like it's kind of like being in a group chat with um uh, someone who's dating a new person and their ex is like also there so everyone's just kind of yeah. like leah has a bad attitude and we all just kind of have to sit in it um, mm-hmm. and it, that's how Jake knows what imprinting feels like because he can read Sam's mind because Sam imprinted on his wife. So mm-hmm. it's this like intense, strangely kind of weird, uh, infatuation and desire to want to be near somebody. Um, and mm-hmm. Bella gets all freaked out cause she's like, well, you didn't imprint on me, did you? And he makes a note to say, you would know if I did. Which mm-hmm. is a call ahead. So keep that in mind that imprinting works both ways. It's not just a thing that one person does to another. At least that's what it seems. Um, it's a mutual yeah. connection. Um, but his reactions, I think, seem way more pure. Like when he takes Bella out to that dock and he talks to mm-hmm. her. Like he's really not cool with Bella becoming a vampire because she's still really young. Yeah. And that's you're yeah, throwing like, your life why, away. You have a whole life to lead. Before yeah. making a decision that would literally end it at this point. Right. And and he's not pretending like he doesn't care about her, but I feel like he even on some level does understand that he just can't get over his inborn aversion to vampires. So it's not mm-hmm. just that, you know, Bella's not doesn't want to be with him. With him. It's the fact that yeah, she, not only does she not want to be him, but it's also a vampire and she's also choosing to become one of them also. Because the vampires mm-hmm. and the wolves are mortal enemies, so if she becomes a vampire, in his mind, she becomes his enemy. And yeah. I feel like that sort of puts Bella in this perfect position to be, like, the link between worlds. Like, she can maybe be like, hey, you guys are literally the same, and you totally mm-hmm. could get along if you just, like, got over yourselves. Well, yeah, and it does get a little intense when Jacob is at the point where he's like, I don't want you to become a vampire and i would 
if I felt differently, I would fight you until your last breath to make sure you didn't become a vampire. And I'm like, okay, Jacob, that's coming on a little strong. Let's 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 slow down that that. Let's stop blowing that red flag real strong. Let's 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 simmer here for a minute, buddy. Um, yeah, and then Bella leaves before he could simmer down, <laughs> which is probably for the best. Yeah, <laughs> where's that? Um, well, because at least that because. Uh, you know, now that the wolves are kind of like, well, we are hunting Victoria, but we're not catching her. Uh, and the Cullens are like, well, we're trying to hunt Victoria and we're not catching her. Um, and then it was, it's not really until after a vampire that they cannot identify breaks into the Swan residence. I'm glad he leaves Charlie alone because if you just killed him, I, oh, God. I have a note in here, just in all caps that says, stay away from Papa Swan. Stay away oh, from I him. got really scared. I, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> also it's like a new intimidating vampire that we know nothing about yeah he could just kill charlie i would be very upset but he very well could have and it was very lucky that bella edward and jacob all showed up at the right time to find out about to save charlie's life yeah and when jake wants to help out because he, he cares about bella he wants he cares about her father um and the I, doesn't Edward show up and he's immediately like I smelled a vampire who's here? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I couldn't get over well, yeah. that all their eyes were like totally different and they didn't talk about mm-hmm. it. So I did some digging. I asked some people and I finally found out what the deal with their eyes is. You were right. Okay. It's not only that like it's indicative of uh, how hungry they are, but because the Cullens don't drink human blood. When they are full on animal blood, their eyes get to this, like, amber... Like, the, the normal. Like, when their eyes are just kind of yeah. weird and yeah, sparkly. Yeah, yeah. When they're red, that's when you're full on human blood. So when you're low oh, okay. on everything, your pupils just get huge. Because like, all the Cullens look that way, and I'm like, damn, what gives? But they were saying that they were running themselves ragged, looking for Victoria. They haven't had a chance to hunt. Uh, mm. And that's how Bella's like, well, hey, um... Both of the teams want Victoria dead. Neither one of y'all want me dead. So how about you guys take shifts and work together? And they do kind of play nice al- tentatively. <laughs> I I literally put in my notes, I was like, oh, so Bella is the new wolf vampire treaty here. Yes. Uh, she's, she's This is also uh, when I started yeah. getting real sick of Jacob and Edward's bickering, and it looked like Bella oh, was too. Yeah, she was very <laughs> sick of it. And I'm cool, because isn't that when he's like, doesn't he own a shirt? And I'm like, listen, if we're really going to start nitpicking right now, like, you always look like... Well, no, because <laughs> he does that, and then, and then he immediately just starts making out with Bella, and I'm just like... These are these that guys is are both trying cool. way too hard in front of each other to it just is... try to like one up each other. <laughs> I mean, and Jake makes it weird. Like Jake makes it a little bit more weird. Or like when she ha- when it's his turn to watch her, uh, mm-hmm. like her hanging out with him all day uh, doesn't mean he has to obviously make it seem like he still like wants her to like pick him because it's very like mm-hmm. a tur- it's a big turnoff. And, like, he's pretending, like, this is the girlfriend experience when he's hanging out with her. And I'm like, dude, you're just lying to yourself, dog. Like, that's just sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so um, Jacob takes her to a, like, clan meeting. That's not the right term. (laughs) A tribal meeting, please. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, Um, maybe not use that word. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's why I was like, this sounds wrong as soon as I put it out into the world. 
Um, but like that's where Bella finds out more about the history of the wolf side of history, um, which has like a really intense first werewolf vampire fight. It is pretty it's cool. Also really short, but then causes the were- the vampire's mate to go on a fucking rampage back in the day. Oh yeah. Well, the Which first, is, again, the first uh, terrifying. pale one. Yeah, it is. Oh, the first pale one that they had ever seen. Like the the tribe at the time. I mean, they didn't turn into wolves really. They, not until one of these things showed up, and they're like, mm. "Okay, this is weird." And how much surprised must that vampire have been, though? Like, oh my <laughs> he's God. a normal ass person, and he turned into a giant wolf, and he's like, "Jesus Christ." He's like, wait, this isn't, this shouldn't be possible. Wait, whoa, whoa, like, yeah, it's just like you made a massive mistake coming onto the Quiet Land, and then yeah, they kill him, mm-hmm. and his mate shows up and attacks their like home turf, murders a bunch mm-hmm. of children, women, just innocent people because she's pissed, uh, kind of like Victoria yeah. is doing. Um, and we learned that like the last of the uh, the Spirit Walkers, um, the, the wolves. Uh, was the chief of the tribe who was trying to fight her, but, you know, he was losing the hardcore, and his wife made the sacrifice of cutting herself to distract the vampire with the smell of her blood uh, long mm-hmm. enough for the wolf to just rip her in half, which, man, I love when the wolves kill vampires, because it looks like they're just tearing them apart, like, so effortlessly. It's so cool. Well, and, like, I love that that was, like, the ingenuity of how to take down a vampire at yeah. the first sign of a vampire and foreshadowing that we'll get to see again later right. in the movie. Yeah, I mean like, it's oh, a Bella really did good learn idea. Something from this. Yeah, it's a it's it's like the one thing that humans, especially against like new bloods, as we'll learn about, like it's a very easy thing to distract vampires. So mm-hmm. like that's the one way to catch them off guard. Um, yeah. Do you ready to talk about how Jake's uh, Green Hill Zone crashes and burns into a valley of red flags? Hold on, before we do that, I do <laughs> want to mention that this is the point of the movie before that scene. Okay. Is um, when we find out what Riley's doing, because we learned the name Riley from a missing poster, is yeah. that he is actively currently creating a newborn vampire army. All right. Hell and, yeah. Like, a recruiting in numbers, and it's like, oh, that can't be good. Yeah. And then we have to go on to... And before no, 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 we but, get into this... But, no, 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 I think you bring it up I, cool, though. The, the New Bloods, though, I think that's a... It's an interesting perspective, and it adds to the whole being a vampire kind of sucks motif of this movie, is that yes. New Bloods are aggressive, they're scared, and they're the most dangerous uh, time to be around mm-hmm. them the first few months of being a vampire you're literally insane with bloodlust and mm-hmm. victoria has through de facto riley is creating an army of them to the cullens presumably to uh, attack the fuck out of forks and overwhelm them with sheer numbers yeah and it's also of course down to the cullens to put these guys down because you know, remember, what's the Volturi's one rule? Don't make yourself... Don't make a scene. Yeah, don't make a scene. And New Bloods do nothing but make a scene. Especially when there's this <laughs> many of them. And mm-hmm. the Cullens are like, listen, we gotta, like, take these guys out. Not only because Victoria's probably there, 
but also because if we don't do anything, the Volturi are going to show up, and then of course they're going to take a stop with us, and they're going to notice that Bella isn't a vampire yet. So instead of just being mm-hmm. like, all right, let's turn Bella, which I understand they can't do, they're like, all right, yeah. guess we have to kill all of them then. <laughs> and it's okay. an, and it's a so really... Before we get into... One more thing, though, is I think no, Edward please. Edward points out uh, something pretty devious, and I think we'll speak to the long-term uh, Volturi-Cullen relationship. Uh, he points out that Arrow may have wanted, like, he may have let Victoria do this, um, because he is of the mind that Arrow, because at the end of the last movie, Arrow, Michael Sheen, and the Volturi, yeah. asked um, Alice and Edward to join them. Uh, because he really wants their abilities. He really wants to have those powerful uh, vampires on his side. And mm-hmm. he might have let this happen so that when Victoria and the New Bloods do post up to Forks, that um, the only way that Edward and Alice would join the Volturi is if their whole family was dead. And he's like, well, yeah. if uh, New Bloods do it, hey, you know, we just won't get involved and we'll let it happen. So I'm glad that... We'll just come in the (laughs) aftermath. It won't matter to us. I'm really glad that even the world of vampire politics is not immune to, like, petty, stupid bullshit and, like, (laughs) passing the buck. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just the same shit. Yeah. All right. We've stalled long enough. No, one last thing before we get into this. (laughs) Okay. Because I have one note before that scene, and I don't remember what caused me to say this. But I didn't know what was about to happen. But I did put it in my notes, and I just this is this is these are my candid thoughts. Uh, I think as this series goes on, I dislike Edward and Bella's relationship more and more, which I feel like is the antithesis of the whole point. And then this scene happened. That sounds like a <laughs> Team like, Jacob God talk, damn. exactly. <laughs> okay, so in as objective terms as I possibly can make it. Jake Black is a bastard because hey, he, <laughs> he tells Bella that her feelings are wrong and that he knows better. I don't yeah. think that there's a bigger red flag than that. Like, cause he, he opens I... with this, he, okay, well, <laughs> he opens with this, like, uh, you know, like, he, he tells her that he loves her, and I'm like, Jake, I'm pretty sure she's figured it out by now. But then he's, yeah. it, it starts to become less repetitive and starts to go more into new territory. And the new territory is very scary, because not only is it very unlike him, it's also... It seems completely opposite to how he's been acting so far. Like, before, mm-hmm. I, I could absolutely agree that he didn't want her to be with Edward more because of what it would mean if she were to join the vampires. You can yeah. fall back on that it's just a inborn blood feud and Bella happens to be caught in the middle of it. But now he can't claim altruism anymore. He, in his own words, he says that he wants her for himself and that is no different than Edward. But he also, unlike Edward, drastically underestimates her feelings for the potential that and or he underestimates her feelings like towards Edward. He's like, though that's not real. I know you love me too. I can see it, and I know it's more powerful, which is not true. He also, I feel like, underestimates her ability for the potential for vampires to not suck. No pun intended. Um, 
And he's not listening to her. Like, she just proved that they could work together and they could coexist. But he wants to burn that bridge because he is insecure. He wants to not have this positive relationship because he can't stand the fact that Edward's in her life. Take it away, Danny. Okay. So while I think you made some very valid points, because he (laughs) does turn very shitty in this moment. However, I think there are some inconsistencies in what you said. Um, And I will try to break them down as I think they went down. It's not that he necessarily wants to burn the bridge between the vampires and the werewolves that Bella seems to be creating. It's more that he just needs Bella to admit to herself that she also has feelings for Jacob, which she has refused to admit up until this point, and she will continue to refuse until he is proven right that she does love him, and she says it herself, damn it. I know that does not excuse the red flag at this point, but it is something I'm going to mention. Um, but the love he, he wants that... for her is is a lie. She does care for him, and she does love him, but not ever in the way that he loves her. And he doesn't. He doesn't want to accept that, and that I feel like is dangerous. Because like when she, oh we're jumping ahead, but like when he makes her kiss him, <laughs> first of all, not okay. Second yes, of all, agree. She's telling him how she feels. She's like, I don't want you mm. to die. You're too important to me. I care about you. But that's not. A, he says it. He's not enough. Oh, are you talking about like near? Yeah, near like later. I, yeah, I'm jumping. I'm jumping way ahead. But like that's just my oh, okay. example where it's like she does. Care, yeah. When she, whenever she does talk a, about that, it, that was yeah. her choice. That one was her choice. This first kiss <laughs> is a complete red flag and really terrible. Oh no, because he, he does it on his own. Yeah, yeah. The later one, she makes that decision. That's not on him. That no, no, it, for sure. Decision for sure. That was unnecessary in the eyes of Jacob. Yeah, it was she a pi- it was that. a pity end of Phantom of the Opera kiss. But he yeah. did. He just, oh, I guess, yeah. But unlike the Phantom, who redeems all of his red flags after she kisses him, he still wants to believe in the lie. After Christ- we're jumping completely to the side, but after Christine kisses the Phantom at the end of Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> he learns in that moment that like she's not, she doesn't love him the way that he does, and the only way that he mm-hmm. can actually be a healthy lover if he truly does love her he needs to let her go maybe they should have been reading phantom of the opera instead of romeo and juliet hold on hold on hold on whoa 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 whoa. okay (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i'm getting so heated about this i'm so glad that we're at this point (laughs) no i'm gonna save that for later okay we'll we'll circle back to this no we do have to circle back no, I, oh, for, for real though, the, <laughs> for real though, the big red flags of this are that he does f- k- force kiss her, not like Star mm. Wars force kiss her, like he he makes her kiss him. I don't, yeah. There's not a weird. Well, I don't, how do you say he kisses that? her? He That's kisses the thing. her. He, yes, he kisses her, and then she pushes him away, and. In the funniest moment oh of the movie, gosh. unintentionally, she punches him and she makes the funniest the noise. <laughs> well, she breaks her wrist, punching him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's even f- more funny because uh, I think Edward shows up and like immediately and is like, "Dude, why well, no, do you get like, off?" Jacob is dropping is dropping Bella back at home. That's what it is. And yeah. Edward immediately charges Jacob. Yeah. Which yeah, he's like, all, bro, you got no Almost right. breaks the treaty right there. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a big red flag. Uh, maybe don't just come out um, g- 
guns a-blazing, Edward. Yeah, I know definitely it was wrong not Jacob, okay. But also, like, watch yourself. No, for sure. He needs to control himself. But Charlie Swan trying to de-escalate two immortals is hilarious. Because <laughs> he well, comes yeah, out... Also- <laughs> And he's like, hey, hey, break it up, break it up. He's like, what's going on here? And Jake has to be like, um, I, I, kissed, I kissed Bella, Bella so she punched, she me, punched me in the face. It was and a she big broke miscommunication. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole misunderstanding. <laughs> and Charlie's just like, okay, Jesus, y'all need to like calm the fuck down. Yeah, he's like, all, again, right, all right, Charlie all right. is right. No, Charlie is very correct. Everyone needs to settle down. <laughs> um, but... Outside of the uh, love triangle stuff, we get to one of my favorite parts of this movie. Um, we get Cullen lore. Uh, we get some depth mm-hmm. on uh, other members of the Cullen yeah, family. Yeah, we get to know more. This is Sorry. my like favorite part of the movie. <laughs> like, I-, I love when vampires tell stories about their past. It's just the cool... Mm-hmm. I love knowing where they came from. I- I- it's just so cool because, you know... You can tell a lot about a person by the life that they've led and like how that influences their decisions and behaviors up until now. But for a vampire, it's like such a such a richer, uh, longer period of time to look at them. And it's interesting to look at people like the Volturi who have been alive for thousands of years and how so little of their humanity r- truly remains. But for somebody like Jasper or Rosalie, they still have... They they remember what it was like to be human. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Rosalie's story is okay. truly <laughs> devastating. And I will have to say, I do kind of, I started this before I knew what was going to happen. I was like, oh, Bella is continuing to look for trouble by talking to people who obviously do not like her <laughs> and the decisions she's making. Hi, Rosalie. How are you? Well, uh, Rosalie then- is not good. What do you uh, mean she's not, not good? Not. Oh, okay. Oh. She's going through it. Oh, okay. I was like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. person. Yeah. Well, she's just she... been dealt a really shitty hand in life. Uh, she's been dealt a couple shitty games of cards. Uh, yeah. Way more than enough for one lifetime. But I think it's kind of cool because, like, Bella is under the impression that Rosalie, like, just doesn't like her from, like, the first, you know, from the first movie. But I think it's pretty mm. early on that you can notice if you're paying attention to her. That Rosalie is just like, dude, being a vampire sucks. Again, the whole motif of the movie is like, dude, it's not fun. Like, you don't want this. You don't know what you're giving up. And Mm -hmm. Rosalie, you know, kind of puts a a point on that by being like, you know, Bella should choose to live because Rosalie didn't get to choose. She she Mm -hmm. wishes that she could have chosen. She had dreams. She had aspirations. She, you know, she had, you know hope that her life would you know she had go a to a certain idea point of a yeah, life ahead right, of her right and it was all taken away from her one night granted not immediately by vampires yeah That's i was not kind what, of like crushed her dreams which is i think worse no not only um, was much she... like what scooby-doo teaches us all the time the real monsters was man. people yeah um and I mean, it, it sucked too because she was she had she was just like Bella. She was madly in love with this guy that she had. Mm-hmm. She put all of these hopes and dreams. She built them off of him. He ends up being a total scrub. Him and his buddies gang rape her uh, and leave her for dead. And leave and her then, for dead. Yeah, fucking Carlisle finds her and is like, "Yeah, you know, you're gonna die, but like, I can offer you something else." And he he, mm-hmm. he turns her. 
And uh, then Rosalie gets some, like, I spit on your grave level, like, revenge. Full revenge. And she, yeah. like, murders all of her rapists one by one in a goddamn wedding dress. Which, like, holy mm. shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it feels kind of like um, I spit on your grave, the crow, and kill Bill all combined into one story. <laughs> like, I want that. Uh, Give me that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but also, at the same time, like, now that that is all done, she's now still yeah, now stuck, she's stuck in time. And she regrets what she what she is now. Because while it felt good to get that revenge immediately, now she's stuck in that time. She's stuck for the rest of time without a chance to move forward with her life. Yeah. I think that's one of the worst things about being stuck as a teenager forever is that you're constantly stuck between people taking you seriously and not, um, especially mm-hmm. if you're a woman, um, especially because where she came from was of a time when it was like women, their job was to find a husband. So mm-hmm. she built all of these like future dreams on finding this husband. And not only did that dream get shattered, but with it went her life, you know, like everything went down the drain. So she had nothing but vengeance. And after mm-hmm. that was over, she had nothing. Uh, and then she's like, I'm glad I met Emmett. Cause you know, it, it shit sucks a lot less, but like in general, being a vampire is not fun. Yeah. Um, and can we talk about Jasper too in the same vein? Cause we learned about him too. <laughs> yeah. Cause we learned about that a little bit later, but let's talk about, let's go ahead and double feature. Yeah. these backstories. So we, Bella is prompted to ask Jasper about his life because you know, the newborn army in Seattle, the Collins are trying to prep for it. Um, we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit later, but Jasper is the one that teaches them how to fight vampires and specifically newborns. Um, and mm-hmm. Bella's like, hey, uh, how do you know how to do that? And, and why uh, do you have sco- so many scars? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked those very good questions. Because unlike everybody else, Jasper wasn't turned by Carlisle. Uh, we learned that Jasper was a Civil War captain or sergeant. And, in the uh, Confederate Army. Yeah, in the Confederate Army. And he was turned... Which I found out... Sorry, yeah. uh, side note, I found out that the actor is apparently actually, like, distantly related to someone who fought in the Confederacy. Oh, I mean, his name is, like, Jeffrey Rathbone or something, I'm like, that's a Civil mm-hmm. War name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, apparently, like, his, like, great-great-descendant was, like, a general in the Confederate that's Army. wild. Which I'm just like, that's crazy that that happened and that you got cast in this particular role yeah. <laughs> later yeah. on in life. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. He, I, I think that, you know, obviously Confederates are not like the quote-unquote good guys in the Civil War, but like that doesn't mean that every single person that fought for them was a bastard because Jasper's a good guy. Um, he was heading, uh, back home after, uh, relieving, he was actually doing some good shit. He was helping, uh, civilians out. Um, and then he comes across a couple of women out in the desert. He does what any, uh, chivalrous gentleman of the era was taught to do. And he approaches them. Unfortunately, those, uh, women were vampires and they turned him because apparently throughout the South during the civil war, there were vampire turf wars going on. And Jasper yeah. fought for this woman as, like, her lieutenant, and he used his abilities to help her win. So there's, like, 
vampire Game of Thrones happening in the Civil War South, mm-hmm. which also makes me think that, like, that's what was happening in um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So are you telling me yeah. that those two things take place in the same universe? <laughs> Can you imagine? I would love it. Um, but because of that, the the army that this uh, his master... Uh, was forming was another new blood army and it was jasper's Mm -hmm. job to train them um and to root out the weak ones so it was his job to train them so he would get bit a lot because new bloods can't Mm -hmm. control themselves and if any of them weren't up to snuff she would be like yeah kill that one so not only has jasper and she would (laughs) never keep them around longer than a year so jasper had to continuously just kill newborn he's killed probably hundreds of of his own kind yeah. Uh, which um, sucks because his feeling, his abilities not only mean that he can influence other people's feelings, but that he can feel them very deeply too, which means that uh, he has felt what it was like to die hundreds of times. And uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucked up. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. really glad I found Alice and the Cullens because I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't found them. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's... There's a lot of, like, intense development for the Cullen... For some of the Cullen family in this movie. Yeah, a lot of it takes me off guard. nice to see. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you're you're not prepared for it going into this movie. I will say, also, if I can can just for one second, uh, I think Jasper's story is a a really good parallel for Jake, in a way. Um... Because Jasper talks about the reason that he stayed with this woman is because he t- she was manipulating his feelings. She was telling him that he loved her, or that she loved him, and blah, 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 all that shit. Which, coincidentally, is how uh, Victoria is stringing Riley along to do everything. But yep. I feel like it works both ways. So, like, Jake, for instance, is so sure that Bella loves him, uh, that he feels something for her deeper, that, that he believes that you know it's reciprocated um but we see with jasper and riley you know what fooling yourself like that can do and how much that can Mm -hmm. cause you to do bad things in the name of love also so i feel like yes they do a lot of like interweaving motifs with comparing vampires to werewolves and vice versa in this movie a lot and i really appreciate it because it's not like, I'm sitting here and I'm judging Jake, and that's just my purview. That's my prerogative. But the movie isn't doing that. The movie is giving a very, like, objectionable argument to both sides. Because it's trying to be like, yeah, maybe Jake is going about this a weird way. But also, vampires by their nature are pretty toxic, and there's a lot of bad shit going on with them. So it's not pro any one side, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So let's let's get into the uh, uh, the newborn. Oh shit! We have to talk about um, the graduation speech because I forgot uh, that Anna Kendrick well, and friends before are in this we movie. Get to that, <laughs> um, right before we get to the graduation speech is when we find out that um, some of the Volturi are actively watching the newborn army. At oh this yeah, point. they're like, well, we know what they're doing. Um, maybe let's just let them do it a little bit longer. Let's just let them uh, do that. Well, we know not only are they just like, we're just going to be bad at our jobs, but it's we learn because Arrow is not there. Jane is like his his trigger man out there. 
And we learn from her that Arrow is consciously, tactically countering Alice's visions and the Cullens Mm -hmm. by, like... Because she's looking for Arrow's involvement. She's like, well, I don't see Arrow in any of my visions, so I don't think the Volturi are behind this at all. But she's not looking for Jane, and she's not looking for the other members of the Volturi in the vision. She's just looking for, like, Victoria. So she's not seeing Victoria because most of the time she's not in Seattle. She's not seeing Arrow because he's made it so that he can't be tied to it. But uh, Mm -hmm. we do know the Volturi are waiting in the wings for the New Bloods to show up. And, you know, are, are they going to help him? Like, what? You know, it's it's still like, oh, shit, they're still here making things difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and so this is when I made a note in my notes, and I was like, ah, oh, I really wish that Bella and Edward weren't our main characters so we could pay more attention to the vampire lore and drama and instead of and not have to pay attention to Bella's misunderstanding of love and permanence. Because I get... Okay. I'm a hopeless romantic, for those who don't know me personally. Um, but I'm truly sickened by the way that Bella talks about Edward sometimes. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're right. You're It's just right. a lot. It is a lot. And, like, she... I know she's 18. Like, it feels very, like, Juliet in Ro- in the Romeo and Juliet, where she's just like, ah, oh, you don't understand, I love it. And I'm like, I, I understand, but, like, you don't understand permanence and, like, w- the decisions you are currently making. Like, please just take a minute and think the, about things. The amount of decisions that have been made due to lack of frontal lobe developments are astounding. Uh, there's just been so many bad decisions because people are young and think they know better. Uh, and man, it must suck to be turned into a vampire at 17 because your frontal lobe is still 10 years from developing and you're stuck that way forever. Yeah. Um, so the, the fun little (laughs) reminder that Bella has normal friends, um, are evident in Anna Kendrick's character as the valedictorian. So she gets to give a graduation speech. Um, which I kind of do like. I I think that scene kind of goes off pretty well, um, to Mm -hmm. put things into perspective for Bella a little bit, to, to know that she does have her whole life ahead of her. Um, and it's, I think it's supposed to serve that that means that Bella is even more confident in what she's doing, but I don't Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's dubious. Um, the Cullens do actually end up hosting that graduation party. I still maintain it's a massive mistake, especially given the fact that Jake shows up. Well, yeah, Jake and a few of his crew show up. <laughs> yeah! So Jacob can plead his case to still be Bella's friend, even though he oh. understands that he will not be her romantic interest. Because he, he he shows up and she's like, Hey, uh, with peace and love, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, you invited me. She's like, I don't know if... It needs to be stated, but uh, you're not invited because um, tried to kiss me and uh, <laughs> told me my feelings were wrong. And he's like, "No, no, no, it's okay. I made you a wolf, so I get the message." And I'm like, "I don't think you get the message, Jake." Well, no, because he he made her a graduation present, which is a wolf bracelet. Um, and she takes it and she's wearing it in the next scene, which she freaks is. out Edward because Edward has no trust for anybody. Edward is the embodiment of trust issues. Okay, so he kind of just goes, what's that? And she's like, he made it for me. And then he kind of drops it, though. Eh, 
Eh. Edward, okay, Edward King status, especially later on, when he starts to be like, you know what, I don't care. Like, that's where I feel like he wins. Because Jake is over here being like, I need you to be upset and to fight me for her hand. He's like, I just, why, shut up. And I'm like, oh, okay. I so don't he, think that ever happened. Did he watch the same movie? <laughs> oh, okay. We will get to that point. Um, okay, again, I'm, we have to keep talking about the fact that there is a newborn army on its way to yes. forts from Seattle. Like, that's also happening. Like, the threat of death yeah, and like, is coming. Well, and this is the first time where Jacob and Edward ever agree on something. Because Bella's like, no, you're not using the wolves to help protect me. And Jacob's like, I wasn't asking for permission. And then Edward's like, I also give my permission. And I'm like, thanks. I'm glad you guys could agree on this. It's also, I have my permission to do it. I also just can't help but, <laughs> but think about how, like... Just like with that first vampire that met the Quileutes all those years ago, like, mm-hmm. these newborns um, just found out that being a vampire was real. They yeah. have no idea that wolves exist, so it's funny to think that, like, they're gonna show up to this fight, because, like, the Cullens and the wolves start to, like, plan, uh, like, a plan of attack. That's where Jasper starts to teach everyone how to fight newborns, and, Also, uh, when Jasper's teaching everybody to fight... Um, he and Alice have a little fight, which was just 110% flirting. Oh, man, it was was funny. I was so here for it. They are adorable together. Well, and even, like, Carlisle and, like, Edward fight each other, and the wolves just Mm kind of watch, because, like, you can't spar with a wolf. And and the wolves are in their wolf form, because they didn't want to show the vampires who they are in their everyday life, which I kind of get. I understand anonymity. If um, only they didn't have to communicate through Edward because he reads their minds. So I'm like, dude, he could... Mm-hmm. They already know who you are. It's like the people that are like, nah, man, I don't carry... You know, I don't have social media because the government will track me. I'm like, dude, you you exist in modern yeah, time. Wrong. Like, they're gonna find yeah. you. Like, Edward can read your mind. He knows everything about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so, as the, the newborns are coming in, um... It, it, the things start to heat up a little bit. We get a scene uh, with Victoria where we definitely know that it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, mm-hmm. And we learn that she's been manipulating Riley to gather this army to attack Forks uh, as, like, revenge for the cult. She has told Riley that the Cullens, like, murdered her friend and her mate. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, and I, I feel like... They're all trying to figure out, like, how can Victoria be masterminding this army when we can't see her? When they didn't really consider that she just turned some dickhead and was like, if you kill these people, maybe I'll fuck you. And because that seems to work. She's always playing with his emotions. Because, like, yeah, she's very much just like, I'm going to pretend that this guy will be my new mate. Meanwhile, I'm just thinking about my old mate who died because I want to avenge him. It's been so long since he died, I can barely remember what he looks like. I just remember the ponytail and that he could hunt really well. Yep. You know, uh, at the very least, like, I feel like her power, if anything, again, is that she'd just be really good at football. Because she's really good at dodging, pe- but dodging shit. Especially when Riley's like, so, like, do you love me? And she's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... 
Well, and then we find out that Alice has become buddy-buddy with Charlie Swan. Okay. And we're just, like, having a chill conversation with They're him. They're on a first-name basis and everything. <laughs> and I love that because Alice is now and will forever continue to be my favorite of the Cullen family. I was <laughs> looking this up uh, so earlier she... today, and I found out... So Ashley Green plays Alice, and... Uh, I just learned that she's the voice of Barbara Gordon in Arkham Knight, and that makes a lot of sense to me because I, I that felt makes like so much sense. I'm like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. Amazing. Uh, well, and that's when we find out that um, Charlie's going out of town for the weekend to go fishing, and the Cullens, except for Edward, are going to be uh, out hunting so they can be at full strength for the fight tomorrow. So tonight, it's going to be just Bella and Edward by themselves. Ooh. Um, and that, and Charlie is not thrilled about that, because he's like, ah, damn it, I gotta okay. give her the talk. Their now. little, like, the talk <laughs> scene is actually kind of cute, and it's really funny, because by the end of it, because she, she's like, listen, uh, we haven't had sex, um, Edward is old school, and he's like, huh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't have doubted him as much as I was. Well, and I love that at first Charlie's like, what is old school? Is that like a metaphor for something? Is that like a euphemism? It means he likes to put it in my butt, Dad. <laughs> well, no, because like she ends it with just being like, Dad, I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin? And, and you, can, you can see in his eyes that like he's so relieved, but he, he didn't want to hear that no. at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like, he's just like, Edward's old school, and she leaves, and he's like, old school. Okay, I'm like, all right, all right, Charlie, you can be a little Team Edward too if you want to be. It's okay. It's we got cookies on this side <laughs> of the of the dividing line. Hey, <laughs> hey, you. It's up to you to make cookies. We just are. We just have this. All right. But I really <laughs> love the the Cullens got Bella a whole ass bed for her to spend Giant one bed. night in their house because they don't sleep. They're so goofy. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, and then my next note is just, oh, maybe she's not going to be a virgin much longer. But just kidding. Yes, she is, because Edward is not down for that before marriage. He right. really is old-fashioned. He's old-fashioned, because Bella wants to have sex, and he's like, um, with peace and love, I'd kill you. And that made me go, okay, I can see what he means, right, you know? It's already hard enough for him to not murder her all the time because she smells so nice. I can only imagine how much more that would suck if they were having sex with each other. However, yeah, can they have sex if they are vampires? I don't know yet. So here's the thing: how that works. Here's here's my question. Okay, because the biggest question to me is if he doesn't have blood. Right, that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> rushing through his body. Exactly. How would that work? Exactly. Okay, I'm glad that we were on the same page, because I also <laughs> was like, listen, I understand, like, where he's coming from, like, in terms of, like, I'd kill you, I want to wait till marriage, mm -hmm. but, like, can he get a heart? Like, I don't want to, like, have to think about it, but, like, can? Can he? I don't know. But then, of course, like... But we don't find out in this We don't movie. find out. But, uh. okay, and then Bella does another toxic Bella thing where he's like, I don't want to have sex, and then she plays the, oh, I guess you don't want me, bullshit, and I hate that. But it's like, well, no, man, I just want to be married. to her. Yeah, well, he does this whole little fun, cute thing where he's like, if it had been my day, I would have courted you. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. he does have respect for boundaries a little bit. It's just yeah, that now that bit. he's a vampire... 
boundaries mean less because he's got supernatural urges. Kind of like Jake going from, like, awesome to not awesome overnight. Yeah. So I kind of buy it. But, yeah, then he does propose well, and, to her <laughs> with a huge ass ring. Well, and I, my next note is, she said yes, so I guess the love triangle is over. Oh, how silly was Danny uh, Were you really holding out hope? Were you seriously thinking she was gonna... This is... What? <laughs> no, 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 I, that was the joke. Oh! But I did not expect for later in the movie, the love triangle to reopen... <laughs> It reopens to one of them. Uh, but Edward, we'll get to it. Edward looks really surprised, like she said yes, and I'm like, what a goofball. I really like, did he think... think he, did he think she was going to say no at that point? I mean, at the beginning of this movie, I could see that. Because at the end of the last movie, mm-hmm. he's like, would you marry me first? I'm like, the answer is yes, right? Like, she can't live without you, so she's really going to say no. And then she's like, well, I don't know, divorce. And I'm, he's like... Are we really going to have the divorce talk about this that's happening right here? So I'm glad that now that he still forgot about that and he was, like, surprised that she said yes. It was kind of cute. I liked it. Yeah. So Uh while they are proposing to each other, the plan is that, like you mentioned, the the Cullens go out to hunt, to power up, because they got a lot of fighting to do tomorrow. So the plan is that... um, they're going to lead Bella's scent to this big field uh, where the cones mm-hmm. are going to ambush the new bloods and the wolves are going to show up and it's going to be good good to go, big Mortal Kombat fight. It's going to be awesome. But in order it's to get intense. her in order to get her there so that the vampires don't smell uh, I think it was Edward, they just didn't smell her in general. They were going to have Jake carry her to a campground in the woods because his wolf or odor covers yeah. her scent like with, with a with as much disrespect as they can muster they make they go to great lengths to prove that the wolves are hard to not smell at least mm-hmm. from vampire perspectives yeah. um so they're <laughs> them also, trying to just want to point out yeah um Bella's probably right in saying that it's a bad idea to tell J- Jacob about the engagement right now because you know it is a bad this idea. This whole thing is helping them right now, so it's let's a not very do bad that. idea. So they don't, which is smart. <laughs> they don't. I I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but... Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> there are so many green flags before that, though. <laughs> uh, so. Yes. But before we get, so the New Bloods are, are on their way. Um, they have this really badass scene where they come out of the it's, water to post up. It was for so them. cool. It was really dope. Like just, um, it was like in uh, the first It movie mm-hmm. with Bill Skarsgård when he emerges from like the basement puddle. From, it's like, really creepy. Because their eyes are poking out and it's really wild. Well, yeah, and like they've been walking underwater for a while because they don't need to breathe. Why do they need to swim? They can oh, walk at the bottom of a lake. That's the coolest use of being immortal is just doing goofy stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so two things I really want to mention uh, at this campground. So we're going to have to spend a lot of time at this campground arguing with each other before we get to the big fight. But yes. before we do that... Bella has two, like, other protectors there in addition to Edward. She's got Jake, um, who's just, he's like, I'm going to stay here. 
mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. And she's got Seth, who's the newest member of the pack. And I do want to mention... He shouldn't be in a fight because he's 15 years he's old. 50, he's 15 years old. Uh, but I, I want to mention that that kid's uh, played by this guy, Bobo Stewart, who's been in the X-Men, the newer X-Men movies. He was also in American Satan uh, in the show Paradise okay. City. Um, I just remember, because every time I think about him, like, I look him up, they're like, he was in Twilight. And I'm like, who was he in Twilight? And now that we're covering yeah. <laughs> Twilight, I could be like, oh yes, it's Bobo Stewart. Eventually, when he shows up on the podcast later, I could be like, yeah, Eclipse. Um... But at this cool. point, it they're they're at this campground in the woods. It's still winter time. Uh, Edward doesn't get cold well, yeah. because he's dead. It's and a fucking <laughs> snowstorm out on yeah, they're like on top of a in the middle of a mountain hill. And I'm just <laughs> like, this is why you shouldn't camp when there's a snowstorm like this no. when one person is still human and could get frostbite. Well, and it's funny because like she's shivering in the tent that night, and Edward's sitting there like. What can I do? And she's like, it's fine. I'll be fine. And then I think she makes him go and get Jake. And, uh, no, Jake he's... just opens the Oh, thing no, he just shows up. Because he's like, I can't sleep while there's chattering teeth in here. Well, yeah, and then... He... So he cuddles her because, remember, he's hot. I'm hotter than you I mean, are. He said it! He said the line! I am I like, hotter than you. This is ridiculous, but I'm here for it. It's so this funny. This is the type of goofy shit. This is what I'm saying. Like, he'll just, like, he makes... This is what I mean by him making it weird, where he'll just say stuff like that, and they're like, dude, none of us are comfortable with this dynamic, but you're the one that's, like, making it a thing. <laughs> but he he cuddles her um, until she, she falls asleep, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, that's when we get, I, I feel like, a very important scene insight into jake and edward's attitudes towards each other we Um, do but i do want to mention how i wrote these down in my notes the beginning of this conversation yeah um because i just went oh no now that she's asleep the boys are gonna have a pissing contest and then i was like oh oh wait no this is like actually becoming a deep chat really like get to know each other i really like this chat and i feel like in all seriousness, I feel like this is where I was very much more sold on where both of them were coming from, because um, Edward is there, obviously, watching him spoon his girlfriend while Jacob maintains very evil eye contact with Ed. Like, he's looking well, him right in the face. I mean, at least he's... Listen, at least he's not, like, staring at Bella in front no. of Edward. At least he's, no, like, yeah. making uncomfortable eye contact. <laughs> Like we are on the same page. Yeah, he's like, I'm not together. Yeah, I'm doing this for Bella, sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But that just kind of reflects Edward's attitude in general. It's just kind of like, dude, you're being a little weird. And he even kind of goes to the point where he's like, you know, I don't even hate you. Like, I feel like we'd be friends if you just weren't a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he has no problem with Bella having other friends. Like, that's not like a he's trying to control her kind of thing. It's just that she's in this platonic relationship with a wolf who vampires obviously don't like. But mm. Edward is like, I feel like we would still be friends if you weren't a wolf. And Jake disagrees. Like, I don't, I think it's still hate He you. says it jokingly. He smiles at him afterwards. It's a joke. It's okay, because it sounds like the type of thing that you joke about when you mean it, but you don't want to, like, have it out right now, but I will let, I will, I'm I'm with you there, I can see how it could go that way. 
Um, well, and of course, Bella's here in this whole thing, so like she's smiling too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Edward also states that because um, Jake asks him like, "What if she chooses me?" And he's like, "Well, she won't." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "But what if she does? What are you gonna do?" And I feel like that's a really good question to ask him, where it's like we don't really know mm-hmm. very much about how Edward has changed since the end, since the you know climax of New Moon. And I feel like this yeah. is a time that I would argue that he has changed a bit, because um, he mentions that he wouldn't kill Jake if uh, Bella, for whatever reason, chose him, uh, and he mm-hmm. tells Jacob that he doesn't want to turn Bella at all like because jacob still has this nut against edward because he's like you're turning her and shit he's like dude i don't want to turn her i want her to live Mm -hmm. a full and happy life just like you do i I i've tried to get her to change her mind but i don't want to make her do anything Mm -hmm. and i agree with not wanting to change her but i don't agree i don't believe for a goddamn second that edward would let Bella go if she chose Jacob instead of him. I don't believe that for a goddamn second. That's part of that's just because of my preconceived notions of Edward and his, like, kind of shitty ways of going about, like, oh, if I can't have her, I would rather die. Um, Like, he might go through the whole, like, suicide thing like he did in the last movie again, if that were to happen. Yeah. No, and I feel like... On the other hand, I I do agree that Edward is in a better place than he was in that last movie, especially yeah. with Jacob. If anything, like, let's say, like, yeah, he has changed, that he, for whatever reason, now all of a sudden would be fine if she left. Mm-hmm. That's just not something that you would be able to, like, deduce a movie ago. Uh, and yes. there, I feel like there maybe hasn't been enough time for a lot of people to reasonably buy that, which I can absolutely mm-hmm. see. But I feel like now that it's... Like, he's had to sit with the fact that he has to turn Bella now for almost a movie and a half. And I feel like in a way... Again, this is not a defense of him, but maybe killing himself is uh, an immature way of solving that problem. Is that he doesn't have to make that decision if he's dead. Now, it's a bad idea... But because but he's I see so where you're coming right, because I, mean, I wouldn't he, have thought of that myself. Right, well, like, he clearly loves her. Like he's true. He's like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live without you. And it's. I don't know if he's like I'll kill myself if you ever go away. But he's like if it's between that and turning you, I don't. I would rather make a decision that you get to live your life the way you get to live it, um, without mm-hmm. me in it, and and vampire free, happy. Um, and, you know, and I'll just go and die because I don't want to have to make this decision. Now, yeah. yeah, there's ways around that you can just talk about it. But that, to me, makes a lot of sense given who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But on the, on the counter end of that, uh, Jake makes a note to say that she would have chose me if you didn't exist. Uh, which could be true. That very well could mm-hmm. be true. But the fact of the matter is that Edward does exist. And he's not going yeah. anywhere for the time being. Uh, so maybe we just need to reach an acceptance and understanding place uh, instead mm-hmm. of, like, being at each other's throats. Kind of both of them kind of have that mentality of, like, we understand where the other is coming from, so maybe we won't be, like, dickheads to each other. But we don't yeah. have to, like, you know, agree with everyone's mm-hmm. thinking. 
Uh, Because, like, Jake kind of gets Edward's feelings, I think, because of how similar they are to imprinting. Like, when he describes what he feels for Bella, it sounds like Mm -hmm. imprinting. Um, So, in this point in my notes, I was like, you know what? Maybe he doesn't have to be okay with it, but maybe he can understand a little bit and he can back off a little bit. Uh, But then the next scene happens and everything goes right back to the way it was. Okay, but listen... No, for everybody. Everybody scene. did. Everybody goes yeah. back to their way. Because <laughs> in the next scene, it's the next morning. Um, Edward uh, Edward tells J- uh, Bella that Jacob's off looking around, making, being, taking care of things. And like they start talking about their engagement as Jacob is walking up. And Bella's like, oh, God damn it, Edward. You knew he was right, God damn it. Of course because he again, Of course he of, did. Again, Edward is being a shitty person and making Bella do things that she does not want to do in times that she does not want to do it. That is yeah. something you give someone their own opportunity to tell somebody. And, and he's like, nah, true. I was just going to like rip the Band-Aid off and we need to take care of this. Yeah. And so then she has to go play and try to like soothe Jacob Which because is... he's going through it and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Because... Um, He's just at this point. He's just wanting them to be honest with him. Like he doesn't. He's reaching a point that he'll reach even more so later on in the movie, where he's just like, "Listen, I just need you to be real with me. Like I, I'm, I'm starting to put the pieces together. Just be real with me." And she refuses and kisses him it, and wait, tries to open the door back up b- for him. Back, hold back up. How explain that? What do you mean? So. What do you mean by that she won't be honest with him? Because, like, she she was the reason they didn't tell Jacob about the engagement right away. Right. Like, she was trying to hide that until after the fight. Right. And, like, this was essentially Edward strong-arming her into having to tell Jacob. Right. And then she responds to that by, be, by saying more lies and being like, I do love you, which is true, I think. It but is true. reopening the door to Jake in Jacob's head... Only to immediately shut it again the next time she sees him. Um, Fair, because okay, so this like, is where you he's and I going through it. This is where you and I differ because while all of those things do happen, uh, I feel like yeah, I really am pissed that Edward dropped that because mm-hmm. Bella had a very solid uh, perspective that if they tell Jake they're gonna get married. Before the fight, it could throw him off. It could cause him to do something mm-hmm. stupid. Um, so, of course, when he finds out that they're getting married, he storms off to go do something stupid, just like Bella yep. thought he would. So now it's up to Bella to, like, do damage control. Uh, you know, Jake does this whole thing where it's like, I just need you to be honest with me and tell me that you love me because I know you do. So he is still under this impression that because she cares for him it must be at the same level as him now there may be a lot of mixed mm-hmm. signals that are exist in the book i haven't read the books i don't know what the nature of their relationship is like all i can judge is the relationship that i have seen them so far and throughout mm-hmm. all of new moon save maybe 10 percent of their time bella treats him very platonically he is a support system for her he is someone that she can trust and be herself with can that be construed for love? Yes. But it is the other person's, you know, sort of prerogative to identify what that love means to them. So Jake cares about her very deeply as a person. He, you know, it is a very pure love that he he, he wants the best for her, 
but I feel like at this point it's dialed up because it's now so intermingled with his wolf senses and the vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just confused. I I would I would wager well, that yeah. there is a lot of confusion going on for him. So when Bella is like Jake, please don't do don't do this, and he's like, you're gonna have to do better than that, and she's like, I don't want you to die, and I care about mm-hmm. you. You're important to me. He says that those aren't good enough reasons. He wants her to admit that he that she loves him, but she just did. That was her way of expressing that she loved him. It's not what he wants. So what he wants, yeah. it sounds like to me, is that he wants a lie. He wants her to say that she loves him or something. And to me, that's just really sad. Like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Like, remember when he used to be so, so level-headed and respectful? Like, you know what? I know it's not ready. Yes, You're not I miss ready. That. I miss that a lot. Because I'm like, what happened to that Jake Black? Because it ends up being like, you know, we after he kisses her that, that first time. We couldn't keep that Jake Black because we had to root for Edward in the long run. Stephanie Meyer knew she had to nerf the shit out of good guy <laughs> You're right. Because any time, like at the beginning of this, like he seems to have redeemed himself from being a shithead in the last book or the movie. And then they have mm-hmm. to like make it even worse. Because after yeah. he kisses her, um, she's like... She makes him promise, like, I'll never kiss you again unless you ask me to. And I'm mm. like, okay, well, she's never going to ask you to kiss her, you weird boy. Um, but he's still going to, you know, storm off and probably get himself killed. So Bella doesn't want that. So she's like, I have to do this for him. So she's like, mm-hmm. kiss me. And Bella, I mean, Edward knows that, like, she doesn't mean it. So he ha- he's hanging mm. back this whole time. And I think it's one of the feel- feelings for me where I feel like he's grown as a person is throughout that whole exchange, he wasn't, like, grimacing or wincing. He was just kind of hanging back because he's like, maybe that was stupid, I shouldn't have done that. But, like, now we have to play kind of nursemaid to, like, his fragile ego because we do need him for the fight and we don't want him dead. Yeah. Because as much as Edward would be like, I would love if Jake was not around, he has accepted at this point that Bella wants her wants him in her life. And Mm -hmm. he's doing the best he can, given the circumstances. But you're right. I feel like he still needs to just trust that... I don't know. I don't know. That he's just got to trust Bella more, I guess. Yeah. But now, it's time for something way different. battle! Oh, God, it's so cool. And the new bloods go down like... this fight looks visually. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. So the new bloods... First of all, go down like punk bitches. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just also, like, I wanted to ask you, because I don't remember if this is just something I forgot from earlier. Uh, why do they, like, start to, like, forgive the phrasing, because, like, in Buffy they would, like, dust vampires. Why is that? Why are they, like, semi-dusting in these, in these fights in this movie? Like, they're, like, when, like, I, something gets ripped off, the rest becomes, like, ice. Is that just so, like a visual metaphor that's new? So or was that around uh, earlier? What I feel like these vampires are. So like, remember how uh, we kind of talked about that their skin being sparkly is kind of reflective that they're like almost a different carbon type of being, uh, that mm-hmm. there's some other construct. So what I'm thinking is that the reason that you have to like rip their head and arms off is because like. If you, if someone were to be made of like porcelain or china, for instance, mm-hmm. you would have to like rip their head off because it's something that cannot be fixed. 
Um, which is why, okay. like, when someone gets injured, it looks like they've just been cracked, like their skin's kind of cracked like that. So I feel mm-hmm. like now that they just have the budget and more vampires are getting hurt and dying, they do that thing where it's like, imagine the vampires have, are made of, like, diamond. And okay. they are, like, crystalline so that when you break them, there is, like, you know, some dust associated with that. Does that make sense? Because I kind of, that's how I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, uh, I wanted to check in, but yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Because to me, that makes it seem a little cooler, because, like, I've always been, like, these vampires get shit on because they don't die in the sunlight, but I feel like that's their most interesting and dangerous feature, is that other than that, (laughs) like, they can't be killed, (laughs) pretty much. Um, But uh, Victoria sees very quickly that uh, both the wolves showed up, uh, so the new bloods are probably like, what the fuck are these giant wolves? Uh, and they also probably didn't expect that the Cullens would be really good at learning how to beat them, thanks to Jasper. Yeah. So Victoria realizes that she's, like, immediately fucked, um, but she and knows that, that Bella... There. Right, and so she figures that Bella is probably with Edward, and so she brought mm-hmm. Riley. Um, not that it really matters, because... Uh, it's not very long before we realize that Riley is just kind of just as much of a punk bitch as everybody else. Well, yeah, because he's also a fairly new vampire, so like he hasn't trained or anything. No, uh, he's just been. Victoria hunting can't humans. hide things from a telepath, right? So, like, he's like, dude, she's lying to you. <laughs> and she's a bad liar too. Like she is not good at. Being... No, I feel like, like <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't listen to him. I, I, I love you. I love uh, you. <laughs> Man, it, and it was this, enough to get Riley to th- try to throw the first punch before getting attacked by Wolf Seth. Seth, Seth comes in clutch and almost kills him. Yeah, like immediately. I'm like, damn! Not only are these vampires kind of sucky, but like the wolves are really good at killing vampires. Well, and Victoria's about to run away until Edward goats her into fighting him because he knows that if she gets away, it's gonna just be a lingering threat. And he I mean, just wants to finally be done with this. I, he's I, he's right, because I'm with him, too. I'm like, can we just kill her? Yeah, like, no, he's we, absolutely right. Can we just do this? Because, like, as great of a uh, chase E as she is, we haven't really seen her prowess in terms of fighting. So mm. maybe, maybe Edward can take her? Like, we don't really know. And I feel like that sets up a pretty good stake. So, like, by the time that they fight... Uh, she only really gets the upper hand on Edward because Riley comes back and they're about to kill Edward uh, and then Bella pulls the sacrifice play from the story that she read and cuts herself. Yeah, she learned from the wolves. Yeah, she learned. And Seth kills And just like Riley, that, Victoria right? and Riley are down for the count. Oh, it's it's very cool. And I, um, it's Riley cool gets pulled away by the wolf and yeah. he's, like, calling for Victoria, and that's when he realizes he doesn't Yeah, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> well, and yeah. then Edward uh, does the fucking Richard Kuklinski tree where he, like, grabs her head from behind him and, like, breaks her neck above his mm-hmm. shoulder. And then he finishes her decapitation by biting the rest of the way through, which I love. That's such a it cool so way to cool. kill somebody. Also, I still love that burning the bodies is a part of the lore to, like, finish them off. I think it's so cool. Because I would assume that, like, if you, after long enough, they'll probably just heal themselves. Like, all the pieces will probably yeah. come back together or something. So you gotta make sure that the pieces are not together. 
and that they're mm-hmm. gone. So the fight takes the actual new blood battle takes about probably two minutes. Um, the Cullens mm-hmm. very easily uh, and without any ca- casualties uh, kick the shit out of the newborns with the help of the wolves. There uh, is just one uh, in yes. giant injury that happens, however, um, when uh, Leah needs some help, despite claiming she didn't, um, and Jacob tries to help out, and essentially gets half of the bones in his body broken. Yeah. Um, which is awful. Like, that's gotta hurt so fucking badly. So during the training, Jasper had made a note to say that, like, okay, rule number one, don't go for the easy kill, uh, because they're going to be expecting that, they're going to be faster than you, they're going to be looking to fight you, and you don't want to ever let them close their arms around you because they'll break you in half, because they're so, their yeah. new blood strength is so strong. So, yeah, Jake sacrifices himself for Leah, he gets the fuck broken out of his back, and it's a real big problem because the wolves have an accelerated healing factor, and because of yeah. the nature of the break, Carlisle's like, dude, if we don't heal him like soon, like if we, we don't set like, this, like set the bad. breaks, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Uh, well, and who are and it's just in time for the Volturi to show up and cause <laughs> more issues. I love how Jane comes in and she's like, oh, I guess uh, you don't need us. Sorry that we were I late. And they're all like, no Jane. one. She's a piece of shit. Dude, she sucks. She is not cool. She she is there to cause the most uh, pain she can anytime she's given the chance. Dude, that's that like her whole thing. She didn't want to fight. She <laughs> just immediately casts Crucio and decides to just torture the fuck out of her before having her murdered. So... We talked on the first episode that there is, I believe it's called Midnight Sun, but it's the first Twilight book from Edward's perspective. It's another book that Stephanie Mm -hmm. Meyer wrote. She also wrote another book uh, after the series was over um, that's about this character. Um, It's called The Short Second Life of Bree Tanner. So it's one of the new bloods that Riley turns, and it's just that Mm -hmm. whole experience from her perspective uh, so I I would assume it has a lot to do with how how much it sucks uh, turning into a vampire, all the things she had to leave behind, and then unfortunately for her to walk all the way to Forks, uh, only to be uh, watch everyone that she's met over the last couple of months get murdered. Uh, she was yeah. abandoned by Riley and Victoria, and then the Cullens who were like, well, like let's not kill her, let's maybe like talk to her. And the Volturi, because they want to cover their tracks, are like, okay, well, she doesn't know anything. Just kill her so that no one can ever tie this back to us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that sucks for that that poor girl. <laughs> Being like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? But that's uh, where we leave the, the Volturi. Volturi leave yeah, because they're just like, this is this. You got you got to turn Bella, and they're like, yeah, we they're have like, a date. I promise. And then we go to check in on Jacob, um, because Carlisle has gone to check on him because he's a doctor. Yep. A doctor. Um, and a, it sounds like, I don't know if I misconstrued this, it sounded like Carlisle had to, like, re-break he did. most of those bones to, like, set them in the right place. Yeah. Um, and at, at least Jacob's gonna get better now, because, like, that had to be the most excruciating pain of his life. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jacob, being a somewhat smart man decides to try to deal with all of his pain at once 
physical and emotional. So he asks for Bella to come in. Uh, <laughs> like, dog, give yourself a break. Well, and he and uh, Jacob is finally done with making her life harder by trying to get him to choose, or trying to get her to choose him instead of Edward. Um, so he's finally being honest with himself as much as he's being honest with everybody else. Um, and at least. At least he's stayed honest the whole time, even throughout all of his red flags. Um, but anyway, then we move on to the final meadow scene, where we find out they've set a date for the wedding, and of course Alice is planning it. Um, and then they realize, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta tell Charlie! Charlie. <laughs> he, might, he might try to kill you, Edward, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and... <laughs> Man, is that ring pretty. Like, it's a really nice ring. It is a really nice ring. I very much am a fan. It's very classy. It is. And honestly, like, the wedding, like, the first half of Breaking Dawn, or or I guess Mm -hmm. part one of Breaking Dawn, uh, is the wedding and honeymoon. And it, it is pretty cool to see that, like, they got some style. Like, the Cullens have a good eye for what looks good. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I can't wait to see how Jake somehow regresses on all of this growth that he's, he's made, just I like know, the last two movies. Uh, <laughs> like, that's what's a bummer, is like, he he does get better by the end, or he gets good, and then it always just turns. And we're like, oh, God. Yeah. So the love triangle, despite what they may try to tell you, has closed because we know how it's going to end with now that the marriage is set in motion. Well, and uh, you also got to think, what's that got to be? What's, how is that got to be for Jake? I mean, now that he's mm-hmm. had to make his peace with what's going on, I mean, now he's got to watch the woman he loves get married, and that's mm-hmm. got to suck, dude. There's a and lot. And then uh, become a vampire. You know, maybe he's still thinking that he can talk her out of it. <laughs> I don't know. He still is like, <laughs> I was hoping I had more time to talk you out of this. But um, here's my entire argument all at the same time. Uh, but you're right. Like he, It might even be easier in a way for him to accept that she's not going to be with him. More Mm -hmm. than it is that she's going to be a vampire. Because, like, that part of Jake, I really do understand and respect. And that's just totally a matter of perspective. And I'm really thinking that Bella is now realizing that she does bring a lot to the table as a bridge between the wolves and the vampires. And she might be an even better link between those worlds once she becomes a vampire. And maybe then mm-hmm. the vampires and wolves won't hate each other so much, so there won't even need to be this level of resentment. Yeah, so maybe they can live together in harmony for once yeah. in their goddamned lives. I mean, we can only hope. That's that's where I'm at. I hope that that's what we can do there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do so we kind of covered predictions, but yeah, what are we thinking for the next for Breaking Dawn? Uh, what are we? So yeah, what's prediction there's... wise? There's going to be a marriage. There's going to be a honeymoon. The Volturi are going to show up and somehow fuck over everybody, because I believe oh, that's what? all they know how to do. The Volturi um, would never do that. Plus, they've been introduced in two movies now, and they really haven't done a whole lot, so they got to do something in the finale, right? Um, I think I remember there being something about like this giant battle in the final movie. 
I'm, yes, I they're... really don't know much about these next movies. I know they have a kid. Um, I'm a little scared about that. I think this is really uh, interesting too because, like, obviously there's been a lot of drama in the the saga so far. Um, but mm-hmm. get ready for the drama to be turned to like eleven for Breaking Dawn. Like there is oh, so much stuff. It's kind of like what we did with New Moon, how like it just established all of this stuff, and mm-hmm. you know Breaking Dawn does the same. Where there is lots to learn still, and there's uh, lots to resolve. Uh, obviously, because it's the last of the series. But in terms of just, I mean, there's a lot of firsts. I mean, they're going to get married. We're pretty sure Bella's probably going to turn at some point. But what is all the implications of those things happening? Like, they're all things we want to have happen. Uh, Matt Mm -hmm. wants Bella and Edward to get together. Um, We all want there to not be uh, war. Um, I would like Bella to also be a vampire. I feel like it would solve a lot of people's problems. It would solve Um, so many issues. But then it's like... Even when we get all of that, what problems arise? That's mm-hmm. what I feel like is really cool about Breaking Dawn is that we almost get everything we wanted, or I wanted, <laughs> but then there's still like, <laughs> defend all of that now. Like, you got everything you wanted, mm-hmm. now make sure you can hold on to it. Yeah. Ugh, I don't think we need to do team check-ins. I'm pretty sure we're very staunch. No, we're still on the same side. I was like, I, I think we've covered that enough in the in this yeah. episode. <laughs> I think that's pretty well established. Um, follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at square horror podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a bonus episode coming out very soon as well that we're going to yes, record we here soon. Um, you know, for all of those of you that are maybe somehow sick of us talking about Twilight, don't worry. We're going to talk about Saw again, because I know how many <laughs> people miss that. Uh, but we've got some, some fun things to cover, and then we will be coming mm-hmm. at you week after next with Breaking Dawn and the finale yes. of the Twilight Saga. And yeah, until next time. Aye. Stay spooky out there. Aye.